Well, hello, hello, and happy new year. I pray that all of you had an amazing Christmas holiday and a blessed beginning of our new year. We have made it to 2023. Glory be to God. Welcome to Encourage Me Podcast for all of our new listeners. My name is Susan Thomas, and I am indeed happy to join you once again in a brand new year with another one of my podcast episodes. This year, I believe that God is getting ready to do some amazing things in our lives, in our families, in our businesses, and so much more. So are you ready? I know I am. I'm so excited, ready and open to receive the blessings of the Lord. So on today's episode, I will be sharing with you for a few minutes on the subject, Renew, Rebirth, and Restore. said the assignment to speak for a few minutes on the subject renew rebirth restore and so as we have entered into a new year 2023 i started to think about these these three words and i thought about how excuse me i thought about how god has graced us So, so many people have gone through so many different things in 2022 but god has graced us and to cross over into 2023 um, but I don't believe that we've made it this far and we've crossed over into a new year just to remain the same, um, to remain in the same place as we were in 2022. But I do believe that this is a season that God is raising up his sons and daughters to go beyond where they were in 2022. I believe that God wants us to go beyond that surface level living, that surface level worshiping and and that surface level uh, uh, sacrifice that we've been given unto God. I believe that God is tugging on us and he's been pulling on us because he requires more. So when I received this assignment, I immediately began to seek the Lord concerning what to say. And even last night, as I was listening on the live to our pastor, April and um, David, you know, the spirit of the Lord began to to speak to me. And I heard a question just come into my spirit. And I heard the, the question, it says, the year is new, but are you new? And when I say everything just dropped, <laughs> I could have just fell out of this chair. The Lord said, the year is new, but are you new? Or have you trafficked in the old you? Have you trafficked in your old mindset? Have you trafficked in your old methodology, uh, your old behaviors? Or are you the same old you you, with the same old attitude, with the same old sacrifice? What what is new about you? Uh, What is new? What part of you is new? So... We realize that when we talk about new, there has to be a transformation that comes with the transition from the old into the new. So then the Lord took me to the book of Luke chapter five and verses 37 through 39. And I hope someone's praying for me through this. And it talked about how no one can take old wine and put it in new wineskins. Because what's gonna happen is it's going to break. No, it said it's going to burst 
not break. It's going to burst because the reason why it's bursting is because it has already gone through its elasticity. The wine skin is ruined at this point because the wine, it needs to be in the in the new wine skin. So when you put, the, it talks about how when you put the new wine into, into the new wine skin, both can be preserved. So then the old wine skin in this verse represents, I looked it up, it says, it represents the religious practices of the scribes and the Pharisees versus the new gospel that Jesus was presenting unto them. So in other words, the gospel of the kingdom of God could not fit into their religious paradigm. It, it, their their ritualism or their old ways of doing things, their sacrifice, it could not be mixed with the gospel of the kingdom of God. So back then they did not want to receive the new wine that Jesus was presenting unto them because they believed that their way was better. So my question is how many have entered into the new year with the expectation for God to pour the new into the old you? But according to this verse, it's saying that the old wineskin cannot even house and it cannot even handle the new. Why? Because it has already lost its elasticity. It has already gone through the process of fermentation. It has already been stretched to its capacity. So the old wineskin is incapable of, do, of holding the new wine in that condition. So how does the old wineskin become new again? Well, in my studies, I found out that once the old Good afternoon, Erica. Uh, Minister Erica, how are you? It says, how, how does the old wineskin become new again? So the old wineskin, once it's been emptied out of the old wine, what happens is it becomes brittle, it becomes hard, it becomes dry. So then the old wineskin will need to be submerged in water for a period of time. A period of time then the next step is that it would need to be massaged with oil in order for it to become renewed and in order for it to become pliable again so it is time for a renewal so the word renew when i looked it up it means to make new again it means to regenerate it means to refresh and it needs to be revived so I wonder, as we've embarked into a new year, how many are hungry and thirsting to be renewed? How many are ready for another outpour? How many are ready to receive a refreshing and to receive a renewing and a, a fresh oil, a fresh fire from God, a fresh anointing? Get ready to receive God pouring out unto you the fresh wine, the fresh oil. But you remember it says that you cannot mix the old into the new. New wine cannot be wasted on vessels not prepared to carry the weight. It does not have the capacity to hold or even to handle the weight. So if you try to mix the old into the new, it's gonna be evident because what's gonna happen is everything is gonna bust, right? It's gonna burst. But we have to come into agreement 
we got to get to the place where we have to come to the in agreement with God concerning what it is that God, what is it God that you're saying for me, my life for this year? What is it that you're saying concerning what you desire to birth out of my life on this year? Which leads me to my next word. Like I said, I'm not gonna go, come. I'm not gonna be long if the Holy Spirit says the same. I just want you to think about these words. Rebirth. So then the other question that came to me is, what are you carrying? How can you give birth to what you don't know you're carrying? So then my mind went back to my pregnancy when I was carrying my our son, Isaiah, when I was pregnant. And how throughout my whole pregnancy, I did not know what I was carrying. I didn't know if it was going to be a boy. I didn't know if it was going to be a girl. I didn't know anything. I just, I knew I was pregnant and I knew I was going to give birth and I wanted it to be special. I wanted it to be a surprise. I wanted it to be, because it was, you know, as many of you know, I had difficulties conceiving and it took eight years for us to conceive. And you know, the number eight means new beginnings. So when I, when you think about that, I knew that it was going to be a special baby. It was going to be something special. And so I wanted to, I asked the Lord, I said, you know, I want our baby to have a biblical name, a strong name. So I said, Lord, my prayer was God bless us with a boy. You know, it didn't matter what I was having at the time, but I said, God, if you bless us with a boy, I want to name him Isaiah, just like in the Bible, spelled the same way. And long story short, I had, we had our baby, um, we, I, we carried him full term, no complications, but I'm grateful and I'm thankful because I was considered an at-risk mom because as many of you know, I had fibroid tumors. And so while Isaiah was growing in my belly, the fibroid, I had fibroids. They tried to get out as many as they could, but I had a fibroid. I had the biggest fibroid was the size of an orange and it was lodged in the, in the lining of my uterus. And so they was able to get that taken out so that I would be able to, you know, conceive. So thank God for that. But I did have other fibroids in my body. And so as Isaiah was growing in my belly, the fibroid was growing right alongside of him. So, you know, it could have been, I could have easily went into miscarriage or whatnot. But thanks be to God that I was able to carry to full term, no complications, you know, he just had a birthday last month. He's 13 years old and he's everything that we could have ever imagined. And so I just wanted to share that with you just to bring a point that even though I did not know what I was carrying, I still protected my seed. I still fed myself and nourished myself with what I was supposed to for my unborn child. I still ate healthy. I still uh, prepared for my birthing. So... I just want to encourage you to prepare for the new birth, the birthing. Last year, many of us birthed out so many different things, um, businesses. Many of us walked into um, new ownership and entrepreneurship. But God wants to continue to prepare you for birthing new things on this year, winning ideas, birthing new inventions, birthing new books, new partnerships, new buildings, just new open doors all together. Jeremiah um, chapter one and five says, before you were even formed in your mother's womb, in the belly, before you even came forth from the mother's womb, 
God said, I already knew you. I already ordained you. I've already knew who you were. So many might be saying, Lord, I, I don't know everything that I'm carrying in this season, but God is already, he already knows everything that you're carrying, everything about you, even before your conception. He already knew your name. He already knew the stages and the trimesters of your spiritual development that you have to endure and go through before giving birth to what it is that you are carrying on this year. And so it's crucial that you endure those spiritual contractions. It's crucial that you endure on this year every pain, every discomfort. Yes, it's going to feel uncomfortable. Yes, it's going to seem unfamiliar. Yes, it's even going to cost you some sleepless nights. But there's a cost to the carrying. There's a cost to carry. Matthew's chapter 16 and 24 says, If any man come after me, let him deny himself. Take up the cross and follow me so there is a cost to carry but there is a reward in the birthing and because of our design as women many have the ability to carry and and even birth multiple seeds in our womb right carry multiple babies but only god knows in this season who's able to carry and to even handle that many at one time but whatever you do don't abort what you're carrying. Endure the pressure. Endure the stretching. Endure the changes. Endure the shiftings, right? Endure all the rearranging, everything that God is going to do on this year. And most importantly, be careful of what you feed your seed. Guard your seed as you prepare for the new birth, the birthing. Looks like I lost connection. Are you guys still there? It looks like my phone glitched. I hope you guys are still there. So also, so there are some who have, who, like I said, even like myself, have difficulties. God bless you, prophetess. I see you coming in. Many have had difficulties conceiving just like I did. Difficulties carrying full term. There are many that have endured spiritual miscarriages, loss after loss, and have become frustrated in their specific season because they may be asking God, Lord, why am I experiencing all this loss? But how many know that God is the God of restoration? He's able to restore back everything that you lost, which leads me to my third word, which is restore. And to restore means to bring back to the original condition, to reinstate, to recover, to repair, to rebuild, making something new again. To restore and to renew, it can actually be interchanged, um, meaning to mean the same thing. So Joel chapter 2 and 25 says, I will restore to you the years that the locust and the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm has eaten up. So no matter how much you have lost in the past, God is able to restore back the years, even after a lifetime of suffering or, or whatever you might have gone through, even waiting uh, so many years of wasted seasons. God said, I can restore back all of it. What may seem like a long time in your eyes, God could do within an instant. He could do within seconds. So have faith and trust that God can restore it all back. Second, uh, Second Peter 3 and 8 says, 
one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day to God. So yes, he can restore back even the shattered pieces of your life. He can mend it all back together again. Marriages, broken marriages, uh, broken relationships, broken friendships, partnerships, whatever it may be. God, let God do the mending because he does it well. And so some of the other reference scriptures I had um, was in reference to renew was Isaiah chapter 43 and 31 that says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall uh, walk and not faint. So that's another way that we can look at the word renew that in the midst of everything that that the storms or whatever that may be coming, God can fortify your wings to go through and to and to endure and, and just know that he is the God that's able to renew you even in the midst of all of that, just like mounting up as wings of an eagle. And I thought about the story of Eagle, and I don't know how valid it is, but I read somewhere about the Eagle and how the stage that the Eagle's going to, that's one of the species that I love. I love the Eagle. And it talks about how the Eagle, how it, you know, I think it has a lifespan of 70 years and how even through that, I think 40 years of time, it starts to lose the ability to fly. And it has to make a choice whether or not it wants to sit there and die or to go through a process of change and through that process of change it actually flies into a mountain a high mountain and and the beak that it has um what it will do it will begin to knock on a rock until that beak falls off and so when that happens it has to wait for that beak it waits for several months for that beak to grow back so that when that happens then it will use that to and actually also the talons and then it will begin to pick all of the old um, from off of its wings because the wings after some time becomes heavy and it becomes weighty and old. And so it begins to wait for that process of, of being renewed so that it'll be able to mount up again, right? Even the talons and all of those things. And so I brought that in to say that now I understand the reason why they brought that eagle as an example is because the eagle has to go through certain changes itself in order to endure uh, their life, in order to to live. And so just keep that in mind, even about the eagles, that even through the process of what the eagle has to endure, that if you wait on God, no matter how long it takes, he will give you the strength. He will give you what it takes to endure whatever that's coming your way. He'll mount your wings up as eagles. He'll, you will not grow weary. You will not run out of whatever that God has put on you. You're going to go through it and you're going to succeed to the end. Ephesians 4 and 23 speaks about renewed, being renewed in the spirit of your mind. Romans 12 and 2 speaks about not being conformed to this world, but also being transformed by the renewing of the mind to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Second Corinthians speak about second Corinthians four and 16 says, but though our outward man is perishing, our inward man is being renewed day by day. Psalms 51 and 10 says, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within 
me? How many are ready for a rebirth on this year? Ready to not settle for less. Ready not to just remain where we are last year. God is ready to do a new thing. He's ready to rebirth you. He's ready to restore you. He's ready to renew everything that you think is impossible. He is. He has put on us so many different things to do. And we got to get into that place where we come into agreement with him to know that he's going to see us through. And also with rebirth, I have Philippians 1 and 6. It says being confident. And see, that's, that's it right there. Being confident of this one thing that he who began a good work in you will carry it into the completion until the day of Christ Jesus. How many is confident on, to, on today to know that what God has started in me, no matter what season I'm in right now, God is going to see me through no matter what it is. Because sometimes we fall, we we think that, you know, like some things that, that were said on last night, we don't want to sit there and compare ourselves to nobody because God has each and every one in different seasons and different places and different spaces for different reasons and for different seasons. And it's for you to stay before the Lord, to stay ascended, just like the eagle, stay ascended and allow God to help you to soar and to go higher and higher. Because I don't know about you. But my desire is to go higher in God. My desire is for him to take take me where he desires for me to be on this year. It's not about me, but it's about what God desires to do through me, with me, around me, for me. Um, and we have to come to a place in our walk with the Lord where we humble ourselves and we realize that, you know, it's not about this religious thing. You know, I'm, I'm not religious. I, I have a relationship with God and I desire God to do a new thing in me. I desire God to restore everything that may have been lost from the past. We got to see. I thought about how it starts in the mind. If your mind is not in the right place, if your mind is not in the right place, it's going to go back. It's going to reflect back on the things in the past. You know, it's going to begin to not be focused on what it is that God is telling you and saying to you. And so what we have to do is like it says, we have to have a transformed mind. And when our mind is made up, that we're not going to do the things we did before. We're not going to, we don't want to be in the same level in the same place we were before. Once our mind is made up that God, for God I live and for God I die, God have your way, let your will be done in my life. When he sees the heart because man looks at the outward appearance but God looks at the heart and he see the sincerity of your heart God is going to make his will his will be done in your life and I hope I'm making sense um, the next reference scripture, scripture that I have the last uh, reference scripture is for restore and that's Zechariah chapter 10 and 6 it says I will restore them because I have compassion on them they will be as though I had not rejected them for I am the Lord, their God, and I will answer them. And so that's what I had today regarding rebirth, restore, <laughs> um, and, I, and renew. And renew was what the word that really resonated the most with me. Because like I said, you know, we don't want to dwell on the past. We don't want to remain in the old and dwell on the old things because God is ready to do a new thing. He's ready to take us 
and to uh, birth us forth with so many different things, but we just got to be open unto him and to allow him to have his way in our life. And I, like I said, I thank God and I um, give honor to my leaders and, you know, for just allowing me the opportunity to share with you on today. And I just pray that whatever I have said on today was able to resonate with you in some kind of way and that you can walk away with being more encouraged and more uplifted for this year. And God bless you, and I hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of the evening, and that's all I have. God bless. Bye. So thank you for joining our broadcast on this evening, and I pray that this episode was an encouragement to your hearts just to know that God desires to renew, rebirth, and restore every facet of your life. May the blessings of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow be upon you. Stay tuned as we return next week with new podcast episodes. So until next time, be blessed.